Welcome back. Here we go with uh, coming up from the Fargo studios. My name is Tim Moser. And uh, again, sunshiny, beautiful day here in Fargo between the railroad tracks and the Cathedral, the mothership, downtown Fargo. Real presence live. Well, we have an exciting, exciting news for you here. We're going to have a whole hour with two men who are coming to Fargo this week to do an amazing, amazing presentation. I've actually been to this presentation myself in person, and it is phenomenal. It's Mike Mangione and Christopher West. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being with you guys soon. I pre Absolutely, that's great. We've been talking over the phone, getting ready for this. It's, it's, it's so exciting to see this all coming together and how the Lord always works. Mike, you've done, what, probably dozens of these, huh? <laughs> yeah, dozens, definitely. Um, oh. We started this, this particular event, we started in uh, 2017. So okay. it's, been, it's been a long road for us. And, and you've, you've been all over the world with it, right? Yeah, we've taken it um, to many different places. Uh, it's kind of a continuation of something we started in '09. So combined between those two, it's been to quite a different, uh, to quite a lot of different places for sure. You know, one of the things that that really hits me, Mike, about this, and we'll get into more. We're going to have Christopher West join us here in just a little bit too. But just the universality of right, talk about Catholic as being universal. But you know, the universality of this message, because you guys have been all across the world, and I'm guessing that the reception is quite similar everywhere you go. Like, wow, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the reception different based on the cultural norms um, and just kind of, the, you know, the state of the church kind of impacts mm -hmm. okay, um, yep. how it's received. But for the most part, for, for yeah, to, to kind of take a step back and look at the 10,000-foot view, the underlying theme that we're experiencing in all these different locations, and I say this to people that we work with everywhere, that the response that we're getting in Mexico, in New Zealand, in Portugal, in Spain, in the U.S. is all the same from the, from people, and it's that this is something that deeply like can deeply impacts my life. I don't know why I've never heard it before, and wow, the Catholic Church makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a great event. <laughs> absolutely crazy, isn't it? exactly. You know, Mike, I, I just have to ask you, um, Mike Mangione. You know, I, I'm a child of the. Grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, came, <laughs> coming of age. You probably know what you I'm going to ask. I, I can give you the answer if you want it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's a cousin. Chuck Mangione's my cousin. Okay, so Chuck Mangione yeah. is a cousin. I, I remember that flugelhorn. Is it uh, Feels So Good, I think, that that famous, that right? Was, yeah, that, well, that was that was his biggest hit, but yeah. he, had quite, he had quite a run back in the 70s. Yeah, I was actually looking him up on Wikipedia, and it was just, man, he'd had, like, you know, album after album, song after song, and, you know, worked with other artists, you know, it was just amazing. So he's a cousin. So yeah. have you, like, kind of a close cousin? You ever, like, hang out no, with him? No, or no, no. Okay, yeah. No, 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 it's it's not that kind of cousin. Um, okay. When the Mangiones came from Italy, some stayed in the East, some went to Chicago. Uh, oh. my, my family went to Chicago, so... It's a connection there that I only really know because I get asked. I've been getting asked for 44 years. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be ready. Well, I'll, I'll, tell you, be ready. I'll tell you a quick cousin story for me. I don't know if you're a fan of uh, the Star Wars, you know, movies and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, is my first yeah. cousin, my mom's nephew, my first cousin. But, wow. but like you similar i mean he knows he has cousins up in north dakota but I, I i met him once when i was like you know a little kid before he was famous you know so I, there's yeah. a kind of a similar cousin story i got a famous cousin but uh you know you 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 met him before we all wanted to be luke and that's exactly right i, I did you know he's, he was he was just I, mark to me <laughs> i remember when i was in grade school uh i had a friend named luke and everybody was so jealous of that guy because of his name ah because, you know, yep, of uh, course. I'm, I'm a Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, huge. Uh, Pepsi was selling, and they had those, those Star Wars glasses. I mean, it was everywhere. Oh, yeah. But his, and, and, and something called Made for More. Tell, tell us a little bit, what, what is the genesis of Made for More? Why did you guys do it, and, and what's its purpose? Yeah, so, made, like I kind of said it 
earlier, we started off doing an event called Fill These Hearts. And it kind of goes back to when when I first got introduced to the teaching, I was, I was a student at university. I was uh, a musician, not, you know, playing a little bit, but that was really kind of where I wanted to go. I wanted to go into music. Uh, I, I met Christopher right at this time. It's at the end of university for me. And um, he, you know, I went to this event and it really impacted my, like it impacted me. To be honest, it, it held up a truth that required challenge and change. And fortunately, at the time, uh, I had a community, you know, between, a, I had a girlfriend, <laughs> I, had, I had her spiritual director, and then, just randomly, I walked up to Christopher after that event, and he played a song. And I remember, I didn't quite, the theology I didn't totally grasp, because I was not a ministry guy, I wasn't into theology, I was there with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I was there because her spiritual director took her. You know what I'm saying? Right, I hear so you. So I was, I was in the back, back seat of the convertible. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I was nowhere near the, the steering wheel. And, um, so, but when I got there, he, Christopher played a song with a guitar, which, you know, I've been traveling with him for 20 years. He's never done that. And everybody talked to him about the theology. They had all these questions. I went up to him and asked him about the song. And he took such an interest in my question, and he's like, well, do, you, do you play? And I said, yeah. And he's like, who do you listen to? And I said, well, my, you know, I call him my Mount Rushmore artist, like my top. You know, U2's up there, Dylan's up there, Van Morrison's up there. And he stopped me. He's like, <laughs> you, he's like you like U2? I'm like, oh, it's my, it's my band, meaning all of the bands I like were already around in my lifetime. U2 was the band I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and um, he said, all right, we gotta, we got to play music. So I stuck around that night, and he and I played music for hours, like maybe until like two in the morning, hmm. just passing the guitar. And he, before he got serious into theology, um, he was in a band, a touring band. And so for him, it was an opportunity just to kind of touch back on that part of his life that was a big part of who he was that really, besides traveling all the time, had no similarity to what he was doing now, you know. And um, long story short, we connected on, you know, he got into my music because I recorded a record. He loved it. I really got into the Pope's teachings through the work that he was doing. And so I got brought into my faith. My music was comforting. Okay, long story short, we realized, you know, the transcendentals are not just something to talk about. It's a potential to really lean into uh, the sacramentality of the world around us. So using artistic elements, using beauty, using different revelations of truth, using different expressions of goodness in an event. If you're, if you're showing authentic capital T, truth, G, goodness, and D, beauty, then you're revealing the same, the same oneness in all of these elements, these transcendentals. And so we saw there's a value in not just talking about truth, but, but creating an event that resonates beauty and goodness as well for the audience to then both get a head and heart experience that works together and so you know so many times when we go into events uh if we're not there intellectually and that's all that's being presented to us now you can intellectually create a a situation of beauty or express beauty but to actually experience beauty is a different thing right so if you're not doing that sometimes sometimes the teaching can if you're not there it can go over your head now christopher is the best that i have found at bringing something extremely deep to a level that uh, a large number of people can can relate with and then follow into the deep, right? But what we're trying to do then is, you know, we said, well, let's start creating events that utilize these beautiful artistic elements, so music, uh, video, image, a lot of images, and then also lighting mm-hmm. uh, to create an atmosphere that conjures both the head and heart through the truth, goodness, and beauty that we're presenting. Yeah, so true. Talk with Mike Mangione. Half of the team of the Made for More, he and Christopher West, will be here at uh, in Fargo on November 16th. Let me just give a few specifics here, Mike, so the people are interested. They can, they can uh, register. They can come. And by the way, we are going to give away six free tickets to this event, and I'm going to give away a pair right now. If you're interested in what Mike Mangione is talking about, he and Christopher West, you call 877-795-0122. 
795-0122. That's Real Presence Radio. And you have yourself a pair of free tickets. 877-795-0122. Also, if you want more information, you can go to fargodiocese.net slash TOB. fargodiocese.net slash TOB. If you want uh, tickets, M4M. So it's capital M and then the number 4 and M. So that stands made for more. M4, M4M Fargo dot evenbright.com m4m fargo dot evenbright.com and then you will be able to get tickets there just in case you don't win uh, a free pair of tickets here today on the radio see mike you, you talked about something that was so good head and heart beauty and art you know the, the sacramental life you, you talked about it we are body and soul right male and female you know desire and destiny God's a lover and a poet. I mean, all these things go together. Talk a little bit about how you you bring those together in the music and then a little bit more about how you and Christopher play off each other. You call it the dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to the to your point, it's like the Word was made flesh, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. Word is made, is made physical. Yeah. And the Creator, capital C, create, right? Mm-hmm. We on Earth, John Paul C. talks about this in his both his letter to artists and his um, and his uh, a retreat he gave for artists in 1962. Uh, the Creator, capital C, create. We aren't creators; we're craftsmen, right? Mm-hmm. We can't create anything. We can only work with what's been created. And so, the the physical world has a potential of revealing the divine, right? Because it's it's of the divine. So, now I'm not saying everything negative in the physical world is of divine, but there's wheat in the weeds, and all of the clay that we're working with comes from the Creator, right? Exactly. So, so we're using we're using not just the, the truth in word uh, and expression, but we're using phys- physical world as well to re- just, just like you know an icon, an icon with a candle in front of it flickers in a way that reveals truth that it on its own just couldn't achieve. So that's what we're attempting to do with this: use the physical physical things as well to bring together a comprehensive vision of what the church is proposing. Awesome. That sounds great, Mike. Tell you what, we're going to come back. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk with Mike Mangione, uh, Christopher West about an amazing event coming up here in Fargo on Thursday, November 16th at 7 p.m. at Saints Anna Joachim Catholic Church in Fargo called Made for More. For more information, fargodiocese.net slash TOB, fargodiocese.net slash TOB. And if you want tickets, m4mfargo.evenbright.com. And if you haven't already called in to get the free tickets, I'll find out at the break if they're already taken. We will give away four more tickets throughout the rest of the show. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Living like the prophets, we can indeed recognize something of God's plan. This knowledge goes beyond that of my personal fate and my individual path. By its light, we can look back on history as a whole and see that this is not a random process, but a road that leads to a particular goal. We can come to know an inner logic, the logic of God, within apparently chance happenings. Even if this does not enable us to predict what is going to happen at this or that point, Nonetheless, we may develop a certain sensitivity for the dangers contained in certain things and for the hopes that are in others. A sense of the future develops in that I see what destroys the future because it is contrary to the inner logic of the road and what, on the other hand, leads onward because it opens the positive doors and corresponds to the inner design of the whole. To that extent, the ability to diagnose the future can develop. It's the same with the prophets. They are not to be understood as seers, but as voices who understand time from God's point of view and can therefore 
warn us against what is destructive, and on the other hand, show us the right road forward. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, host here at the Fargo Studios today, between the railroad tracks and the cathedral in downtown Fargo. We're talking with Mike Mangione and now Christopher West as well about this upcoming event, Made for More, which is coming up Thursday, November 16th, St. Anna Joachim Church in Fargo, 7 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, we did have a winner for our first ticket giveaway, our first pair of tickets, but stay tuned because we're giving away two more pairs uh, between now and 10.30, so stay tuned for that. If you do want tickets, go to m4mfargo.evenbright.com, m4mfargo.evenbright.com. And if you want more information, fargodiocese.net slash T-O-B. All right. We were just talking over the break off the air, Christopher West, that uh, we tried to get hold of you several times. You were waiting. You weren't at the dentist this time or anything, but the devil doesn't want, the, the, the devil doesn't want this to happen. And you said, that's familiar territory. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and some of the struggles, you know, short, that, uh, that uh, God allows, right, in order that this great message gets out to the people. Well, have, have you noticed? Tim, that there's a major battle raging in the world today against our creation as male and female? Hmm. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, that's what's going on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but we might ask the question, why? Why is there such a battle raging against our creation as male and female? Well, maybe it's because our creation as male and female is the main clue that God has given us to understand his plan for the entire universe, right? Our bodies, our bodies are not only biological, our bodies are theological. What does that mean, theology of the body? It means our bodies tell God's story. God himself is not sexual, but from all eternity, God is in a life-giving exchange of love. Right? The Father is generating the Son to share within the love of the Holy Spirit. Again, not sexually, but our sexuality, our being male and female, and our power to generate new life is a sign in this world of the eternal mystery of God. You know, you look at a man's body, it doesn't make sense by itself. You look at a woman's body, it doesn't make sense by itself. But seen in light of each other, unless we are blind... We see a call to holy communion, a communion that is life-giving, that brings a third into the world. And so we catch a glimpse here of the Trinity. We catch a glimpse of the mystery that God himself is a family. And here's the awesome part for us. We catch a glimpse of the fact that God wants to marry us. That's the whole Bible, Tim, in five words. God wants to marry us. And he wanted that eternal marital plan to be so obvious to us, so plain to us, he chiseled an image of it right in our body. Mm. That's why the enemy hates our body. He wants to keep us from entering that eternal marriage. Absolutely. There you go, folks. Listen to this. Christopher West, the passion. that He's prayed about this, a prayerful passion, delivering this theology. But I've been out to uh, TOB conferences. I'm, I'm, I'm getting certification. It's wonderful out there in Pennsylvania. BlackRock is beautiful. I've taken some online. Theology of the body has really just changed my life. It really has. And Christopher, you're talking about this. I tell you, what comes to mind when you talk about this, God loves us, wants to marry us. I just want to throw out a couple images that I experienced at when I went to Made for More, and go ahead and comment on them. Lover, yeah. lover and poet. Yes, lover and poet. Well, there's this great line in the New Testament that gets mistranslated. In the original language, it says, we are God's poetry. We mm. are God's poem. 
right? It usually gets translated, we are God's handiwork yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 we are the poetry of God. We are the artwork of God. We are the expression of the inner mystery of love in God's heart. God is a lover <laughs> and a poet, and he wants to teach us how to be lovers and poets. We've reduced the, the language we use in the modern world. We've kind of lost the poetry, and we've re- reduced it to a technical scientific language. And that's fine and good as long as far as it goes. You know, I want the pilot of my airplane to, to know technical language. I want the surgeon who operates on me to know biological and technical language. That's great. But when we reduce the human body and the mystery of human sexuality to something technical and biological, we lose the poetry, we lose the mystery, we lose the call to love, we lose the path to happiness, we lose the path to real fulfillment and we lose a vision of the promised land, right? That's why we call this event Made for More Visions of the Promised Land. We're not crazy, Tim, to think there is a land of joy, a land of fulfillment, a land of of real happiness, a land where every tear is wiped from our eyes, a land where every thirst is quenched and every hunger is satisfied. We're not crazy to believe that, and deep in our bones, I think we we do hope for that. The Christian message is that you're not crazy to hope for that, but we need to renew this vision of the promised land. We need to return to what it means to be lovers and poets, and that's what this event is all about. Can I I jump in, Tim? Sorry. Please, Mike, go for it, yeah. Just to kind of go along with what you're saying, you know, as the artist, too, of, uh, you know, well, Christopher's an artist, too, but... You know, as being artists, looking at what, what Christopher just said, you know, God's a poet, a poet is not just how we engage God. It's not, that's not just how we engage Him. It's how it's God's, God's engaging us through His poetry, through His poetry as well. And I think, for me, that came really apparent <clears throat> in understanding, you know, when you start looking at, when you, really, actually, when I started trying to comprehend the cross, and how magnificent and horrible the cross is, the paradox of it, and really... Uh, what it's revealing to me is 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 poetic. I mean, it really you have to have a poetic eye to comprehend because if you're thinking of it literally, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you have to be poetic, and and once I got turned on to that reality, that has really helped me engage the world and see the wheat within the weeds of the secular world. As you can see the poetry all around you, and the moment that happened, it re- it, it really began to change. Um, the, the course in which I engaged my faith, not from a, I'm going to go into a church and express my faith there, but it really helps me learn how to see the more that the world is made of, that, that the, the God in the world, because he's constantly just poetically weaving himself throughout all these engagements, and all these situations that we see ourselves in. So I think, you know, it, it, people can come to this event knowing that you don't have to know how to, how to understand poetry. You don't have to know how to speak poetry. You just have to know being willing and, and open to engaging it. And, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit and, and, and ourselves will, will do the rest. <laughs> yeah, it, it speaks when, about... We're talking with Christopher we talk West and Mike Mangione. This, go, go ahead, Christopher. Yeah, when we talk about this seeing the world poetically, <laughs> what we're really saying is seeing the world with eyes of wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everybody's looked up at the stars and had that feeling of the overwhelming beauty of the universe, and it fills our hearts with wonder. Uh, we've had the experience maybe of seeing a, a, a sunset or a sunrise and being overwhelmed by the splendor of it. That sense of wonder is what we're inviting people into. And what would the world be like if your encounter with another human being was filled with that sense of wonder. You know, we, we've lost a sense of wonder about our own humanity. Uh, scripture speaks of our sexuality as a great mystery, right? In, mm-hmm. in the modern world, it's become a great misery. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to return people to that vision of the mystery, the beauty, the wonder. We're talking with Christopher West and Mike Mangione about their upcoming event here in Fargo, Made for More, November 16th at... 
St. Anna Joachim Catholic Church in Fargo, 7 to 9.30 p.m. Again, tickets at m4mfargo.evenbright.com. It's amazing, Christopher, how you're talking about these things. You know, these pairs I was having. Awe and wonder was one of the pairs I was going to bring up. Male and female, <laughs> beauty and art. You know, it's just amazing. We only got two minutes left before a hard break. Let's just talk a little bit, Christopher, from your perspective. I think this came out of uh, Fill These Hearts. What, what is made for more to you, and what do you hope people will get out of it? Made for More is an invitation to get in touch with the deepest longings of our heart, and it's an awakening of hope that there really is a banquet that corresponds to that deep hunger in all of us. Right? Christianity is for hungry people, but most people grow up thinking of Christianity as a kind of starvation diet. Right? We think yeah. your desires are bad, you need to repress all your desires, but follow these rules. This is not Christianity. John Paul II was the first person to tell me that Christianity is an invitation to a banquet, a wedding feast that corresponds <laughs> super abundantly with our desire for love, union, happiness, fulfillment. So true, Chris. You know that, and that's so key. And, and I, I just love. Love the way you bring that. We'll talk definitely more about hearts and another pair after the break, a Desire and Destiny, I also took out of that. And it's going to have so many great things. But right now, we're going to take a short break. But fear not, Christopher and Mike will be with us for another half hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second hour of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, your host, coming at you from sunny downtown Fargo, North Dakota, between the railroad tracks and the cathedral, the mothership here of Real Presence Radio in Fargo. We're talking with Christopher West and Mike Mangione. We'll get back to them in just a second. Uh, we want to give away a couple more tickets. All right, these are free tickets to the Made for More event Thursday, November 16th, this Thursday at 7 p.m. at St. Anna Joachim Catholic Church in Fargo. If you call 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, we will hook you up with a pair of free tickets. If you need tickets otherwise, go to m4mfargo.eventbrite.com. That's m4mfargo.eventbrite.com. You can also have more information at fargodiocese.net slash T-O-B, fargodiocese.net slash T-O-B. Mike and Christopher, welcome back. Say, I got a question for you, Mike. There might be people listening here, listening here saying, well, I don't know if this is for me or not. I'm not sure. What would you say to that person? I'd say be careful because that's what I thought, and, and now here I am. <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> so, tell us about that. <laughs> well, I kind of touched on it, but yeah, I mean, when I went for the first time, I was going because I was being led there. Uh, I, and my girlfriend went, her, her spiritual director drove. Uh, I wasn't there because I had, if, if, the only thing I had internally going to that event was questions. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have the, the, uh, the bravery or the, you know, the maturity to actually seek out the answers. I needed to be led. And thankfully, and I, I mean, I was like 21, so, and I was like a young 21. You can ask Christopher. But like, <laughs> um, but you wet, know, wet like. behind the ears, huh? A little bit, yeah, and and I kind of I kind of ended up there, and <clears throat> you know, so what I would say is, um, honestly, if you're listening to this, or if if you're listening to this and you know somebody like this, this is my challenge. If you have more questions and than answers, if you think what the church is, what church church teaches needs to be up to date. If you think there, uh, eventually the church uh, will catch up with, with modern times, I understand. I understand the thinking, and I understand the trajectory, and I understand all of that. But, but what I encourage you to do is come figure out exactly what that means and exactly what the church is teaching and proposing. Because once you hear the narrative and the poetic story that God has laid before us and the church is trying to help us understand, you, you might have a... Um, you might be moved, uh, and or at least at least um, your questions will be touched on, and you can at least move forward with an informed understanding of what 
we're actually talking about what's going on. So I just challenge you, like, if you have an issue or if you don't have an issue and you just want to understand, this is the event to come bring those questions to because that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about who we are as a church or who the church has been and why it actually, you know, is, is um, I don't know, it's a potential place of a lot of a lot of power that can lead us in amazing places. So it's just, I like to encourage people to take the challenge, take the challenge, take the challenge. Wonderful. So Christopher and Mike, what I'd like to do, again, I've been in one of these, I love it. And again, Mike touched on some awesome things. I know you're going to touch on too, Christopher, questions. We all have these deep, deep questions, right? You also say you have a crisis of love, right? I mean, take our listeners to Made for More, right? And just kind of tell us what we can expect, what we will experience at Made for More. Yeah, it's not what you would consider the typical churchy event. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Certainly not. It is certainly not a theology lecture, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's much more like a night at the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, The church is lit up in a fresh way. We have big screens with movie clips and video clips and sacred and secular art. And my presentation is woven together with the great gift of Mike Mangione's art of music, right? Music is one of those art forms that allows us to get in touch with the deepest desires of our hearts. And, I I mean, for me, when I think of music, uh, the the, the artists who have spoke spoken so deeply to me. I grew up listening to secular radio, and and these, some of these artists like Bruce Springsteen or U2 or Peter Gabriel or, I mean, you can go down the list of, of artists that have spoken to me. My, I consider Mike in that same vein. You know, you come to a church event and you might expect worship and praise music or Catholic hymns, and that's beautiful and wonderful, but that's not Mike's gift. Mike is a poet. He's a troubadour. I, I describe him kind of like a Catholic Bob Dylan. He's mm-hmm. a storyteller. And, and I, I begin the event, actually, by telling the story of, of doing this event some years ago where we had a community of deaf people come to the event with a sign language interpreter. And, and through the sign language interpreter, at the end of the night, this deaf woman told me that her favorite part of the evening was Mike's music. And I was puzzled. I said, excuse me, I thought you were deaf. <laughs> and she said, she said, I am, but I felt the vibrations come through the floor. Mm. And when Mike opened his heart, those vibrations came through the floor, they went up my legs, and my heart got opened. That's the power of Mike's music. It, it, it's this, this event, Made for More, as I said, like a night at the theater, it's a full sensory experience. We're using our ears, our eyes, our sense even of, of smell and taste and touch because this is what Catholicism is. It's an invitation to the banquet, and the banquet smells good and tastes good. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. That's what this event's all about. Well, are we doing are we doing a tit for tat thing? Can I talk about yeah, it? Go, go, go for, for it, it Mike. <laughs> Christopher's good at speaking lots of words in a short period of time. Um, no, no, no. No, okay. I can I can come right back and say, hey. So going back to that first time we met, right? <clears throat> I was not experienced in, in I was not experienced in my faith. I was baptized Catholic, but I was very much like of the world. My I was confirmed and all that stuff, but it was it was just an extension of school. There's no connection to my salvation or my spiritual side at all. It was a bunch of stuff I was supposed to memorize that I didn't, and somehow I got through. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, so for me, faith had always been uh, almost like a treehouse with no bridge or a treehouse with no ladder. It was, it was a place that was, you know, a different distance from me that I didn't know how to get to. And oftentimes, you know, I went to a Jesuit university and I, I studied theology because I had to. And oftentimes when I engaged the material, it, it hit me from a distance. And I didn't quite know how, you, how I would even figure out the next steps to come close to what they're proposing. The gift that Christopher has is not is not just in his uh, his comprehension and his understanding of complex theology, which he has, and has recently become a doctor in it. So he's he can go the distance, um, but his gift is is finding a way to take that dense theology, which we all need so much for the salvation of our lives, and through his words and his thought and his poetry and his understanding of narrative, building a bridge to the hearts that are in front of us. 
that's the gift that he brings is that when you come into an event with Christopher, you don't have to worry about what your education or background is. You just have to be open to receive what he's putting out to you. And if you open yourself big enough, you will realize that he is starting to touch on chords that you understand in your heart because you've made, you've made yourself vulnerable to hear him. So that's the gift to what he brings is, is that depth of real dense, uh, beautiful theology that he has the ability to connect right to the vibrations of your heart. Wow. We're talking with Mike Mangione and Christopher West. You know, Christopher, you and Mike are hitting on some great things. Getting back to your music, you know, think of our society, right? We're the most technologically advanced, the richest society, yet we're the most lonely. We're the most unfulfilled, right? We're the most, most separated. I mean, look at Springsteen. He's got a hungry heart. Look at Mick Jagger. He gets no satisfaction. You can have it all, right? But still be empty. Desire yeah. and destiny. Christopher, talk a little bit about our hearts, the cry of the heart, and desire and our ultimate destiny. Yeah, this cry of our heart, this hunger we all feel for something, it has a name. And the church uses her, borrows language here from the Greek and calls that cry of the heart, surprisingly to many, eros. Mm. E-R-O-S. Tim, what, what English word do we get from that Greek word eros? Love? Well, Passion? Yes, Erotic. erotic. Erotic love, yeah, sure. Right, eros, erotic. But see, in the English language, the word erotic, to many people, almost sounds synonymous with the pornographic. Right. And I remember learning from John Paul II, no, 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 no. Don't confuse the Greek word eros with the Greek word porneia. Mm. Right? The pornographic is a distortion of eros. And that cry of the heart called eros, I like to say, God gave it to us to be like the fuel of a rocket that has the power to launch us to the stars. But here's the problem. There's an enemy who doesn't want us to reach the stars. And with original sin, our rocket engines became inverted. This is why we go out into the world, we're looking for love, we're looking for happiness, but so often it backfires on us because our rocket engines are pointed in the wrong direction. What I learned from St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, what changed my life, and the reason I devoted my whole life to sharing this with others, is because I learned that Christ came into the world not to condemn those with inverted rocket engines. He came into the world to redirect our rocket engines to the stars so that we could reach our destiny, union, with God in ecstasy and bliss forever. Tim, that's your destiny. You uh, are made for ecstasy, brother. And uh, your, the cry of your heart is meant to lead you there. I love it. I love it. And that's every person's cry, right? And every person's yeah. destiny. Oh, it's beautiful, Christopher. We're talking with Christopher West and Mike Mangione. Got to take another short break. We're going to give away two more free tickets. They'll call 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or you can get them at m4mfargo.eventbrite.com, m4mfargo.eventbrite.com. We'll return with Christopher West and Mike Mangione and Made for More right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. 
please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Tim Moser here, your host, talking with Christopher West and Mike Mangione. They're coming Thursday uh, for Made for More, 7 p.m., St. Jan and Joachim. And we also have another pair of tickets to give away, so call 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122 for a free pair of tickets to this event. Christopher, you also have an event uh, happening on Friday, don't you? I do. You know, on our Made for More event, it's a two-and-a-half-hour event, and we cover a lot, but... In the end, we're really only scratching the surface, mm-hmm. and I agreed to stay an extra day. I'm going to be doing a day-long event on Friday, unpacking the same themes with, with a, a, a deeper look at them. And it's based. this event on Friday is based on my brand-new book. It just came out, and it's called Eating the Sunrise, mm-hmm. Meditations on the Liturgy and Our Hunger for Beauty. You know, we, we've been talking a lot on the show about poetry. That, that's a poetic expression, eating the sunrise. But it describes beautifully what we do in the Mass. You know, do you know why the, the Church used to pray her liturgy towards the East? For, for hundreds of years, the Church prayed towards the East, because that's the land of the rising sun. And the sunrise is a symbol in the sky of the coming of Christ the Bridegroom. That's how Scripture describes the sunrise. It's like a bridegroom coming forth. What are we doing in the Mass? We, the bride, the Church is the bride, is opening herself to holy communion with the bridegroom. This is why John Paul II describes the Eucharist as the sacrament of the bridegroom and the bride. On Friday, we're going to be pressing into what that means. How is the Eucharist the sacrament of the bridegroom and the bride? And how do our bodies reveal the truth of the body of Jesus Christ? That's what Friday's all about. Wonderful. And if you'd like to register for that, you still can, but we'd like you to do it as soon as possible for, you know, meal count and all that. FargoDiocese.org slash TOB. FargoDiocese.org slash TOB. You'll see there, the Made for More event is there too, but also this Friday event that TOB in the Eucharist that Christopher talked about. It starts at 8 a.m. with Mass, and there will be two morning presentations, lunch, and then two afternoon presentations. You don't want to miss this, so please register soon. FargoDiocese.org slash TOB for TOB in the Eucharist this Friday, November 17th. Oh, gentlemen, we got about nine minutes left. Let's talk some more Made for More, huh? What, what else do our Dude, listeners need to know? There's always more to talk about because <laughs> we're made for more, Tim. I, I like that. you know, and, and that's so true. But, you know, one of the things that really hit me, I, I talked with a friend who, who went to this, uh, we went to an event in um, Sox Center. And the idea says, now I understand why I'm, you know, never totally fulfilled. I'm always a little, you know, a little uneasy, right? Or there, I know there's more, but now I know why there's more because I made, and, and that just kind of opened his eyes, right? And so I know a lot of people whose eyes have been opened by understanding their origin and their destiny. Those are two big questions you talk about, Christopher, isn't it? Yeah, if we think this world is going to satisfy our desire for happiness, we are going to be terribly disappointed. We are made for more than what this world is holding out. And I love what C.S. Lewis says here. He says, If I find desires in myself that nothing in this world can satisfy, 
The only logical explanation is that I'm made for another world. Right? See, yeah. this world is kind of like an hors d'oeuvre to the main banquet. And if, if we expect the hors d'oeuvre to satisfy us, then we, we got, our, we got our, our rocket engines inverted, to use that, that <laughs> other metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have to, the, the gospel is an invitation to set, not to crush our desires, not to repress our desires, but to set our desires on what we really desire. And what we really desire is an infinite love, an infinite joy, an infinite happiness. We want to unfold this vision of the promised land. That's what the promised land is. It's that land where our desires are fully satisfied. So true, Christopher. And maybe just a point here for someone that might be unfamiliar, and you kind of touched on it. We're not saying that the pleasures and the goods of this world are bad, but they're just not complete. They don't ultimately satisfy us, right? Correct. God made all the pleasures of the world. I mean, I love eating. Have you ever pondered your taste buds and what they the joy and delight they bring? <laughs> but if I expect a cheeseburger to be my ultimate satisfaction, what do I do? What do I do when the cheeseburger's done? I have to have another cheeseburger and another cheeseburger and another cheese. I become a glutton. At the end of a meal, I'm sad, right? Because it's over. And right there in that sadness, I discover my longing for a banquet that lasts forever. The gift of a cheeseburger is that it can be a sign, a, a little sacrament, if you will, that points us to the banquet that does last forever. There's can nothing I, wrong with the pleasures of the world in themselves, but we can't, we can't expect them to do for us what only God can do. And, and let me mention that having many meals with Christopher, I can tell you that he's not lying. <laughs> That's awesome. That, he, if you if you if you don't have a dishwasher and you give him a plate of food on it, you don't have to worry because it's going to come back completely clean and he will be fat. <laughs> That's perfect. Hey, you know, Mike. Question for you. Getting back to the heart, I, I've seen you uh, express uh, your thoughts here about made for more about it can be a holy campfire experience that tenderizes hearts and makes the soil ready for the Holy Spirit seeds. Talk about that a little bit. So, for me, growing up. Um, one of the places that were special to me is the northern woods of Wisconsin. And we're up by, the, like, the Canadian border um, <clears throat> and the lakes up there. And, you know, I, I just have such a fond memory of sitting around the campfire with family. And there's something about the candlelight. Everybody's focused on, I'm sorry, the firelight. Everybody's focused on the fire. In contrast, it was so dark. And I just remember, like, all you would see would be the red on people's faces the orange of people's faces and flickering and shadows, right? And it became this, like, place where, uh, and I don't know if other, I've never talked about this, so I don't know if other people had this experience, but that place became almost like, because you couldn't totally see things clearly, and because things kind of took on new shape in life, in the light, it kind of became a place of safety um, and comfort where I would talk more. I'd feel more comfortable talking. I'd open up myself more. If somebody had a guitar, I would feel comfortable singing. So for me, the campfire was always a place where depth could be reached and things could be shared. Historically, that's what it is. Historically, and, and specifically in the U.S. culture, in the, in the first and second waves of immigration, the campfire, campfire was how we traveled with culture. It's how we maintained culture and preserved it. So not only does it have the, the possibility of, of helping us feel comfortable and, and open ourselves up, but it also becomes a place of, of, of sharing truth and goodness and beauty. So for me, when, when looking at this event, we're already coming into beautiful places, we're coming to churches. So our goal is not to change the beauty of the church, but much like an icon's beautiful on its own, you put a candle in front of it, it becomes something new. We want to make these beautiful spaces flicker in a way that's new for all of us so that we can enter into them, feel safe, feel comfortable, you know, maybe feel vulnerable a little bit, and open ourselves up so that the Lord can, no matter where we're coming from, can speak to us where we're at. That's what I, that's what I call it the Holy Can. And also, I use a lot of oranges and red. There's <laughs> so also that, you know, it, it kind of has that warm feel. But that warm feel is all based off of kind of the idea of creating that space. Mike, I have never heard you describe it quite that way. And, man, I want to come to this event now. <laughs> you, you, you better. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I, I better. I can't, 
<laughs> Christopher, may, may, maybe one last point for uh, I'd like you to meditate on. You talk about we've forgotten who the human person is. Indispensable, irreplaceable, unrepeatable. Speak to every person's heart, my heart. Yes, yes. You know, things are dispensable. If, you're, if your microwave oven breaks, you throw it away. Things are replaceable. You throw away your microwave oven, you, you get a new one. And things are repeatable. There are a million of the very same model of microwave oven at the Amazon warehouse. But the human person is the kind of being that is indispensable. This is why it hurts us so deeply when people use us and throw us away. The human person is the kind of being that is irreplaceable. This is why it hurts us so deeply when we're used, thrown away, and replaced with somebody else. And the human being is the kind of being that is unrepeatable. Tim, there's no other you. There's no other model of human being that is Tim. You are the only you there ever was. And we want to be seen there. We want to be known there. We want to be honored and loved there. But we live in a world that treats persons like things. We are made for so much more than that. We're made to be seen, known, and loved as we really are, indispensable, irreplaceable, unrepeatable. And, and this is what we're going to unpack in the Made for More event, that dignity of the person and the invitation to see the human person again with that sense of awe and wonder. Beautiful, Christopher. Which takes me to one more point maybe you can address. Look as opposed to see. Yeah, yeah. Jesus sums up the crisis in the world when he says, we look, but we do not see. Right? What's the difference between looking and seeing? Uh, we know there's a difference. Looking stops at the surface. Seeing penetrates much more deeply into the interior mystery of the person. When we're just looking, we're going to evaluate people based on what we, what's on the outside. When we see, we don't skip over the body, we don't skip over the outside, but when we see the person, the body becomes the sacrament of the person. The body becomes the encounter with the indispensable, irreplaceable, unrepeatable mystery of the person. And the invitation of the gospel, which is the invitation of this event, is come and become one who sees. We all start out like the blind guy in the gospel, but Christ invites us to, to, to get a, a vision, right? To, to come, we got to cry out like the blind guy. we got to say, Jesus, have mercy on me. I want to see. This event is intended to bring that mercy to all of us so we can open our eyes and see the tr with true wonder and awe what it means to be human. Beautiful. Christopher and Mike, cannot thank you enough for being on. I am so excited to come to this Made for More event again, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday, Made for More. Christopher and Mike, thanks so much. Can't wait Thank to you. be with you and everybody there in Fargo. Awesome. Sounds good. This Christopher West and Mike Mangione. Again, Made for More. Thursday, 7 p.m., St. Anna Joachim Catholic Church, Fargo. Event bright.com m4mfargo.eventbright.com m4mfargo.eventbright.com fargodiocese.net slash tob for made for more and for the Friday experience. Please register for that Friday experience now. When we come back, let's go on pilgrimage. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this.